Lock eyes from across the room Down my drink while the rhythms boom Take your hand and skip the names No need here for the silly games Make our way through the smoke and crowd The club is the sky and I'm on your cloud Move in close as the lasers fly Our bodies touch and the angels cry Leave this place, go back to yours Our lips first touch outside your doors The whole night what we've got in store Whisper in my ear that you want some more And I jizz in my pants This really never happens, you can take my word I won't apologize, that's just absurd your fault for the way that you dance and now I jizz in my pants Don't tell your friends or I'll say you're a slut Plus it's your fault you were rubbing my butt I'm very sensitive, some would say that's a plus Now I'll go home and change <laughs> Ugh. You're making it up Look at you Okay, here we go, ready? <laughs> oh yeah, always right, So this actually would most likely be uh, would, would fall under the category of a, of a Ryan's Corner It just popped in my head because I've got I got stuff coming up with the holidays and whatever, and I like to keep things light and fun. So here's the topic. Okay. Pranks. Pranks over the holidays? Yeah. So what are some of the best pranks that you've ever seen, pulled, been a part of? I'm just trying to come up with some good ideas that I might be able to, you know, use over the holiday just because, you know, kind of practical joke. But, yeah, but I don't fun. come from that world. I don't have a whole lot for you because I've never been pranked and I've never really been the guy to prank anybody. Oh, well, then so, we but, need to start a new tradition here. Yeah. <laughs> um, give me some of the ones that have worked well for you and then maybe some of the ones that you're thinking about trying this year and I can tell you if I think... Oh, no, I mean, like, I just know the, the traditional, like... Give uh, me a prank example, a holiday prank. Uh, well, how how... Just bad do you want not it? Not a bad one. I want like a... Not like an upper deck? Anybody... You ever, you ever heard of an upper decker? Right. <laughs> That's a bad one. That's one of those bad ones. An upper decker? An upper decker. Yeah. It's where you poop in the reservoir of the toilet yeah. as opposed to the bowl. <laughs> so every time somebody flushes, it's just nasty, nasty. Yeah. Um, I like to give gifts that are... So for instance, and my wife never lets me give them all right so I, oh, sure. I, my four okay so one of my older friend one of my old friends i actually used to work with us um he was dating this girl who he eventually ended up marrying she was a just a disaster of a human being <laughs> nobody liked her um he came he came from a pretty well-off place and uh and she knew that so i think for her it was a little bit more about the cash than it was about being uh. with the man and but when they first started going out uh, uh he was a bachelor before everything had its place but you know his place was was a was a man cave so to speak mm -hmm. and when you went over to his house he had these um embroidered towels with, that were monogrammed with his name on them you know like something his mom would have given him <laughs> yeah. yeah but he hung them up in there for you know drying your hands and stuff well once she moved in she took over everything in that house and everything all of a sudden went animal print like overnight, <laughs> like tacky as, as you can get yeah. and over like leopard and tiger and all. And it was just like, you felt bad cause you walk into the dude's place and you're kind of like, okay, you know, is it that time of the month? <laughs> you know, bro. Cause you seem, this is not your style at all. <laughs> and I get that you're being a good sport and you don't want to disappoint her or make her feel like it's home, but this is a little bit much. So for his birthday, 
I went to Pottery Barn and I found some leopard print hand towels. Yeah. And then I had him monogrammed. No, no, that's great. With his initials. <laughs> and I'm like, hang these in your bathroom. It's win-win. Right. You look good. She looks good. Yeah. She hated them. She never used them. But she didn't take them down. Oh, she was just like, ugh. ugh. He's, always, he's always just, I mean, what a passive-aggressive gift. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. I mean, that's not really a prank because it's hard to know whether you're joking or not yeah no it, it was definitely a prank well not a prank but it was like right. a kind of a practical joke like right hey i'm you know i'm trying to be a good sport here i've taken a look around and i figured this is probably the perfect gift for you for you <laughs> seeing as how you like your hand tells so i have this list that i found online which i think is great of pranks or gifts it's a it's a Prank gift. So okay. uh, hold on one second. I'm going to pull it up one. Hold on. A little on. bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me see what I got here. Okay. So this came from a just something I've, I've randomly found because I was just trying to think about it. It's called, it was, the site's called Brain Jet, but it's, it says 23 dastardly pranks only the devil would pull. Now, with a title like that, you expect they're going to come with it. Yeah. And what's cool is they show you kind of pictures of it and stuff. So, like, the first one, he, he calls it Creamy Mayo Donuts. And you see a picture of a kid who is filling up donuts with mayonnaise. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's take those to school. Well, yeah, I got in-laws who love donuts. That, that seems like a <laughs> good one. easy one. Uh, there's another one for work where you just take a photo of the top of your head and then paste it to the top of your screen so that when people walk by they think you're working behind the screen oh, right. <laughs> but the one that i the ones that are my favorite there are two of them that are like this and it it's a <laughs> you're either giving somebody a grand you know those little blow horns that you you squeeze and they yeah okay yeah. so there's two instances of this one of them he's got it taped to a door like right behind a door so when you open the door instead of it hitting the stopper behind it it hits this thing so when you open the door when it hits it i think that would scare the piss out of somebody it really would and i think the other one that they did was great was he had it rigged to the toilet seat with like a rod so or a sitting on a platform so when the toilet seat got pushed down enough you right. sit down on it and add that pressure <laughs> i think that would that be, would be, that pretty would be i would i mean you'd have to super glue it so they couldn't get rid of it <laughs> if, if you want to be a real jerk about it um you just got to get that first scare i mean it's worth it just for that they sit down on the toilet that that'd be hilarious there's this other one here that i thought was great and it's called aged soap and it's a guy who replaced his buddy's fancy soap you know the soap that you get that has like all the minerals and you know whatever right. in it it looks mm -hmm. like soap with particles and stuff in it mm -hmm. so he just he replaced it with a block of fancy cheese <laughs> i have one of those soaps that look like cheese right now i know exactly what you're talking about i That's mean hilarious. i can't imagine yeah i'd be like this thing isn't it's, it's slimy it's so slimy <laughs> it's like no good oh perfect for christmas it's like a new kind of gift wrap so imagine something that's you know a box or something that's the size of a cd uh, and you know the uh, you know those those nylon tie, zip ties that you pull that are like impossible. You have to get a scissor to cut them off. This mm -hmm. thing is just wrapped completely in zip ties, <laughs> so making it just impossible. Yeah, it. just just 
layer after layer of zip ties, <laughs> just creating an unopenable mess. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, hold on. I'm sorry. I, I hate that I'm going through the. I just I find it so funny. Here's another one. Uh, a, they, he called it a catastrophe of edible proportions. Uh, and it's a it's a gumball machine full of gumballs, and it says caution. Gumballs and bouncy balls are mixed together. <laughs> Sounds like kind of tragic. And then there's another one where you got somebody who's doing like, you know, the walk of fire where you walk oh, over yeah. like high calls. This one's the, the Lego fire walk where it's just broken Legos. Oh my God. Oh, this one, this one was good. You replace their hand soap with KY jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, that one sounds real doable and this, effective. This is not, this is, why is it not, yeah. Well, You'd be like, my, my, is is very, it's not soapy. Yeah. It it's not lather, it doesn't, it's just, it's just loop. my hands. <laughs> Another one was a, a, a dude who, um, <laughs> they, they have like Reese's Pieces, Skittles, and M&M's all maxed, mixed mashed in the same bowl. Um, but here's a good one. Soap with a polish. They put nail polish all over a bar of soap. Oh. So you just can't. It's got this nice shell you can't. Right. You can't crack. <laughs> uh, the next was this, this, you know, the uh, 20 piece chicken McNugget box you could get at McDonald's, which yeah. is just a box full of chicken McNuggets. It's got the chicken McNuggets logo on the outside. You open it up, it's full of vegetables. <laughs> so I brought home dinner. That would be something you would give to somebody who. You're trying to send a message. Be like, mm, it's time, right? Yeah. Is it time? I know you love these things. It's time to drop drop a few pounds. <laughs> right. When you think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, this one's bad. All right. So basically, if you you go and you get some oil paint, and you can get a variety of different colors, okay. and you put it a big glob, just a row with a glob of each color of the rainbow right on somebody's windshield wiper so that when they turn it on, it just wipes this huge this big rainbow, rainbow across color. their windshield and paint. <laughs> Super nice. That one would be easy to pull off as long as it didn't rain and wash it off. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's some good ones here. Hold on. Another one's a guy dressed up as a car seat. What? Uh, yeah, he's sitting in his car, but he's dressed as a car seat, right. just in case you wanted to get in the car and sit on him. Uh, this other guy wrapped his an entire car in saran wrap. Wow. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen the ones where they cover the entire car in post-it notes. Yeah, pretty like similar to that. Right, but plastic wrap. Oh, this one's bad. Oh boy, a new Oreo flavor. He scraped out all the cream in the Oreos and he filled it with toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> you bite into that, you so think it's a bad. Mint, a mint flavored. Oh my gosh, so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the plastic on the toilet seat kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, here, let me see if I can. I can read this other one. Oh, this is good. <laughs> This guy turned two glasses of water upside down and then laid them on the table so they were flush. So when you pull, pick up the water, the water spills out everywhere. 
It's just so rude. Um, so, all right, here. We've got... <laughs> okay. Caramel dessert treats. You know how people typically stick a popsicle stick into an apple and then cover it with caramel? Right. This guy did it with onions. <laughs> covered in onions and, and caramel? covered it in caramel. Oh, my God. Which is, like, rude. And then, of course, probably, I mean, you always end on a winner here. They call it, uh, he said Nicholas and Rage, but it's Nick Cage. Imagine taking a photocopy of Nick Cage and then taping it to the top of your office copier. So that when you lift the lid, you don't see it. You put the paper down. But every copy that you make has, has Nick Cage I love it. in the background. Right. It's exactly what you need. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, along that line of, of kind of pranks, any any good ones come to mind? No, just your typical put something under a door handle or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing epic comes to mind. A string pulling a... Pulling a bucket of powder right. down on somebody. <laughs> I don't know. Harmless Christmas prank. Harmless Thanksgiving pranks. I love gift pranks. Like what I, uh, what I did last year, I ordered a bunch of those uh, funky boxes off of Amazon. One of them was uh, like you just the gifts that you wouldn't expect to get. Like you would be like, this looks horrible. Right. And, and it was called uh, one of them was called the Knapsack. Mm-hmm. And it was a T-shirt that turned into a sack that you nap in. <laughs> it was just like it, it was just a box. Oh, okay. So you just you, it's and it's you know it's like as seen on TV the brand new knapsack. There's nothing in it. Nothing in it. And the other <laughs> one was a box that was like the uh, the all new new and improved uh, shower coffee maker. <laughs> it's a coffee maker for the shower. Right. So it's kind of like if I could find out, find some, yeah, it's just absurd. You know me. I love it when it's stupid. If you it's gotta not, make your own boxes. If it's not stupid, it's not funny. It's got to be so dumb. <laughs> you so. Anyway, if you have any that Call you all with googly eyes. Yeah, if you have any that come to mind over the next couple of weeks, you. We'll, we'll, we'll pop you feel on. free to let me know because you, you know how I do. I'm gonna let the I'm let the wheels turn and see what I can think of. Perfect. <laughs> I need a few things from the grocery. Do things alone now mostly. Left me heartbroken, not looking for love. Surprise in my eyes when I looked above the checkout counter and I saw her face. My heart stood still, so did time and space. Never thought that I could feel real again, but the look in her eyes said I need a friend. She turned to me. That's when she said it. Look me dead in the face. Ask cash or credit and I shizzed in. It's perfectly normal, nothing wrong with me But we're going to need a cleanup on aisle three And now I'm posed in an awkward stance Because I shizzed in my pants To be fair, you were flirting a lot Plus the way you bag cans got me bothered and hot Please stop acting like you're not impressed One more thing, I'm gonna pay by check L, L is the letter of the day That's right Alright, well let's let's do this thing are Doing you, it Are you ready to do it? Alright, we'll do another another idea go ahead and into the idea zone let's do it one more time once more into the fray as they say i'm going to throw a couple at you um let's just see how they how they work out okay i don't know if i touched upon this one maybe we did but i i think i i wanted to cover it again because i don't remember if we did or not i call this one daily lives 
daily lives. Yeah, and the idea was it's kind of like a reality show. And we shoot it all like the daily lives of, right? And it's basically a contest of people who are living in their daily lives. And then you throw a wrench into it and say, okay, this person is a self-proclaimed expert in how to live your life. Basically like hiring your mother-in-law to come and live with you for a long time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or your mom, your own mom. Right. Who's going to jump in and just be like, no, no, no. That's not how you do it. Right. You load the dishwasher this way. It's more efficient. So you add somebody to their life. Just the most annoying, like, know-it-all expert <laughs> into the daily life of... The backseat driver yes, of living life. Yes, backseat driver of life. And, like, that's just the show. You just follow people around who... who Consider, and then you could take it one step further and be like, okay, this person's an expert, considers themselves to be an expert in their own life. What's going to happen when you introduce an expert into their life? Right. You know, you got the mom who <laughs> nagged her son in the first right. episode, and then you fly in uh, like a real life coach who just basically tells her how she's doing it wrong. Everything is <laughs> Everything she does is wrong, and she's just full of bad advice. I could see, I could see that being a show. I actually... I mean, it could even go the extra mile and actually help people, you know what I mean? I mean, it would be funny. Well, I'm but... sure you'd walk away with some things going, okay, take the good, you take the bad. Right. <laughs> take it all, and there you have the daily life. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, so, it, I don't know. It was just... Uh, well, I can see potential there. I'd give that a, a, a three quarters of a thumb up. Three quarters? So, kind of like, you're going to let me live, but injured? Yeah, that's right. You might limp for the rest of your life, but that's about it. That's just the kind of that's that's exactly what I was hoping for. Okay, so they already have they already have this, and it's usually run by the registrars. But I have yet to see anybody who's doing a full blown version of this, which I think would be crazy awesome, right? I think they already have it. So what GoDaddy calls it is a uh, cash parking, which basically means hey, if you're one of those people like me, you buy a bunch of domains. Um, you know, you're basically just sitting on them. You're getting charged for them mm-hmm. on a on a yearly basis, and after a while, you're just kind of like, I need to have it. The value of it's going up, but you know, unless I do something with it, I'm basically just it's an, a long term investment, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, given that somebody down the road might want to buy it from me, and I've I've had several people contact me, and I always, you know, throw them off by saying I only accept cryptocurrency right and, and so <laughs> like it'll be worth it to oh me. well i turned one of one of my domains i turned down like 250 bitcoin at oh, one wow. point <laughs> when it was worth like 200 bucks i was like it's not life-changing money for me yeah if you're gonna you know 250 bitcoin is not life-changing money at this at the current value but then you know and it could drop at any time of course if that was 2016 or 20, wow. 20, 50. um so yeah, cash parking. The idea is that they they put together some you know mock templated whatever site and just fill it with lame advertisements, right? And they allow you to park your domain with them. And so if anybody happens to visit that site looking for you know they find it in the domain, you know, searching it through Google or whatever, it gets indexed as an actual site. And then they go and there's just a, a looks like a site, but it's full of ads. And I'm sure you've hit these before. Yes. And I you're have. like, no thanks. But if somebody clicks on the ad, then they split the cash with you, right? I see. So okay. my concept is pretty simple. I just call it easy domain spelled with easy, like easy, like easy go. Got it. Yeah. And the idea is if you own a domain, 
that you pay for but you don't use, you can point it to us and we'll pay you for the ability to lease it out. So basically we run a rental management company for domains. So you're saying if I have a domain I'm holding it, I can have it redirected to your to your site? So let's say you own Ryan.com. Okay. Right? And there's a guy out there who's a bit, you know, big time video blogger or whatever, and he wants to have Ryan.com, right? That's his jam, that's his brand. Well, Ryan.com's not available if he wants to own it. However, he could lease it from you with a given contract and say, mm-hmm. okay, look, I want a five year lease uh, on this, and I'm willing to pay you. Instead of what it would cost you to continue to re-up, you're paying you know 39 bucks a year or whatever for your domain. This guy could lease it from you for a one year you know per year period at 500 bucks per year, and that gives him full rights to use your domain however he sees fit uh, for that duration of time. And then of course you have the ability, much like renting an apartment, to turn around and say, hey, you know you uh you've been leasing my land. AKA my, my domain space in virtual land. So, um, you know, market value has gone up. We've got a couple other interested parties who are willing to pay more for it or whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden you get to own it, but at the same time you still get to, to capitalize on it. Uh, well, you can see inherently how that would, nobody would really want to do that because if they're going to build a brand under a site that they don't own, what happens when it gets taken away? That's why this turns into a lease with an option to buy situation in 90% of the cases. Because if you build, most of the time when people buy a domain name, you're looking at one of them, you have an idea in mind for what that domain's going to, you know. Sure. You didn't just go and buy it willy-nilly because you were like, oh, this is going to be worth something. I mean, there's a lot of trolls that do that, but for the sure. most part, you know, I'll get hooked on an idea and I'll be like, oh, I got to get a domain for it. And I'll find the you know, I'll take the time and I'll, I'll buy the best domain or, or multiple sets of those domains as I possibly can in hopes that I might actually get around to doing whatever the concept was. And most of the time that, that concept, if it takes off, great, then the domain was worth the purchase and you can keep moving forward. Um, or it, it'll kind of fizzle out and you won't have the success out of it. You know, you, you won't get the success out of it that you want, but then you're kind of sitting there on the domain hoping that somebody else will come around and say, oh, well, I also have an idea similar to that, that would u- utilize this domain sure. in its own right, and I, I would like to use it. So you, you're kind of protecting yourself at that point, and maybe that's part of the negotiation tactic where you say, okay, well, look, I'm willing to lease this to you for X amount per year, and we'll lock in a buy-in price at the end of that term saying that if you want to buy the domain, I sign the agreement you know, on day one, knowing this, it was going to end in five years at the end of five years, either you renew your lease under new terms, which you can choose to stick with the same terms or increase the rent or, you know, whatever else, but you also give them the ability to have first right of refusal. Should you choose to sell it and you have to lock in whatever your sale price is right when you start the lease and say, okay, I'll lease to you for 500 bucks a month. For five year or five 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 hundred bucks a year for for five years. However, at the end of that five years, I'm willing to sell it to you for twenty thousand dollars. Now, if your business is doing well and you've built a brand around that particular domain name, knowing that you don't have, knowing exactly what the negotiated price is going to be, that's kind of a no brainer. You're like, okay, well, definitely, I've, I've built 
$20,000 worth of equity in this brand. So I'm, you know, I have no problem paying the fee. And then there's no fuss. The deal's already kind of been negotiated and, and done before you ever had any success. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if you're the guy who's been leasing it, you're kicking yourself because if it turns into, you know, the next Twitter, all of a sudden you're going, well, I could have gotten $2 million from these people, but I negotiated 20000 Right. But they're the ones who did something with it. So at least I walk away getting a lot more out of it than I would have originally. And, you know. I mean, those, lease, you, those leases could be as in-depth as you want. I mean, you could say the lease is five years, and if your company is worth X amount of dollars, I'll sell it to you for this much. Sure. You yeah. could get into the weeds in it all day long, but yeah. the idea is to create a templated way for – I'm not looking for the, the – I'm looking for the <laughs> – the ninety percent right. who fail, right? right. Or the, they lease from you yeah, and then they drop e- out. Exactly, and, and then you can lease somebody. Else. You know, you're not gonna when you move into a place. Think of it like renting an apartment. When you move into a place, you're not moving into that place. You're hoping that it's gonna lead to greater things, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not thinking, "Hey, I'm gonna raise my children here." <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's usually for pro- like you know. It's good for what you need it for at the time. And by doing it this way, by leasing as opposed to trying to buy a domain for and brand yourself as a way that's something, you know, that you can't, it's not as sexy. Like the, the brand, the your .com name is, you know, 50 characters as opposed to five. And it, it just, you can't go back in time on that one. So it, it's a lot smarter to just kind of think to yourself, okay, well, let's try it out with this. I can get a much better domain. You know, I can get, I can get a five letter domain name. You know, I can get, I can get Ryan.com as opposed to right. Ryan's website online.net. I can get Ryan.com and pay a little extra and just see where it goes. And if it works, you know, there's always that chance that I, I'll be able to buy it. Yeah, I could see. I mean, I could see a website that maybe even had a directory where people like you who own a bunch of domains have a place to rent them out. Um, you know, I could see it working, um, but nobody's doing that for a reason. I think it's because people are really trying to just find what's going to be theirs forever. But I could see there's so many out there, there's so many sites out there that are bought by people that aren't being used that this could definitely be a new approach, especially for new business owners who are trying to get online and see if their company's going to take off and might not want to invest what it might take to invest in the URL that they want. So yeah, I'll give a thumbs up to that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's a space there I think that could be utilized. Um, all right, I'll move on to one last one. Then I, I actually got into it with you. Another concept, which I think we'll follow up with after, in the next segment, which is more political. But uh, okay. this this last one that I'm going to throw out, uh, I call it, and may, once again, maybe I've already talked about this one. Hopefully not. But I called it uh, reverse birthday or shift. <laughs> Don't okay. know why. But the idea is that it's a, it's an application that allows you to recognize those you love in your life on your birthday. Uh, much more gratifying to give to true family on your birthday than receive from that guy in accounting. You now need to remember <laughs> on his birthday. So basically it's like a gift management app that allows you to buy and schedule the delivery of gifts uh, from day one of any given year. So now you don't have to remember buying gifts anymore uh, and you're doing it. I mean, I guess the original idea was, and I, I 
evolved it into the next line, but the the original idea was, hey, you give gifts out on your birthday. Right. So instead of one, you know, you having to remember everybody else's birthday throughout the year, when your birthday comes around, you just say, okay, one time shot, everybody that I care about that I'm going to buy a gift for. It's my birthday. I'm giving out gifts to everybody. It's my birthday gift. <laughs> yeah. My birthday. I'm giving out gifts to everybody that I love to celebrate my birthday. Is it with it? Okay. I mean, I, can, I see the sentiment. I see where you're going with it. Would that mean, are you trying to forgo the remembrance of their birthday present that year? Yes. Or? So you don't have to buy them a birthday present on their birthday because you bought them one on yours. Well, if everybody jumped on board with that, I could definitely see, but that's not going to fly. Okay. The, the whole point is being remembered on your birthday. Right. So that's a wild hook. So, okay, here's the All other right. one. Right. It's an application that you can build using an API into uh, other third parties. So whether it's Amazon or you're building it into uh, you know, Overstock or Walmart or whatever, it gives you the ability to set up a calendar schedule where the calendar inter- interacts with Facebook, right? So it knows all of your friends' birthdays on Facebook mm-hmm. and imports all of those birthdays. In. And then all of a sudden now, whenever you're shopping, it gives you the ability to buy and schedule delivery of those presents for that person on that day. So you can basically get all that stuff out of the way in a very... I love it. Yeah. Short period of time without sure. having to be like, oh, I forgot that dude's birthday. Like you would know you'd have that peace of mind. Like back in February, I bought Ryan's birthday present and wrote him a nice card and bam, on his birthday, he gets it. And he's like, hey, man, thanks for the, you know, tube socks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you're welcome. And if it's so easy to where you can click on a friend's name and it already has their their mailing address and all that stuff, you know what I mean? You're more likely to give out gifts to all the people you care about throughout throughout the year. As opposed to less than that, because you might not want to a contact for an address or maybe you, you know what I mean? So I think if you make it, if they have all that information right there and you're on, like, say you're on Amazon. Super convenient. That'd be awesome for my sister. Boom. Send it to her address. I don't need to know her address. I just need to know where she accepts gifts from Amazon or wherever. That I think that'd be huge because I would definitely give out more gifts on the regular. Probably if I, if I just saw their name and a directory, be like, if I'm shopping online and you give me the ability to just be like, oh my God, John would freaking love this thing. And I know that I could just click one click and it would go to him and it would just charge my account. Mm, that yeah. Could, that could be huge. It's super satisfying mm-hmm. to know that you've got that taken care of. I like that. On top of it, if you could instill your own basic rewards platform or program to it to where since you're using this for all your gift buying, I mean, you basically would become you'd be the you now could pick and choose the vendors that you wanted to support so you could say oh well you know amazon's not giving me what i want out of it so i'm going to partner with this guy or that guy so now as a company who's building this out you have the ability to to get better negotiate better deals with these vendors and mm-hmm. from a reward standpoint the more you buy through the app using our vendors the more rewards you get from those vendors so now you know every 10 presents you buy you get this next one free. You know, every nine you buy, you get a tenth one free or whatever. And now all of a sudden you've got a way to kind of rewards people for uh, for e-com. Yeah, this is, a, this is a good idea. There's definitely in, a lot of ins and outs that you can sort of figure out how to really lay it out. But I think... Uh, well, I mean, that's where Amazon really, you know, Amazon, Walmart, all these guys are, have really kind of risen the, as the cream to the top. And that is, that's your... You go to them for everything, not just buying your your own personal stuff. Just because their marketplace is so big, 
uh, and they've got all the they pick and choose which vendors that they want to you, you know participate in the prime stuff and whatever else. They honestly like you, they expect everybody to go to them as opposed to any other mom and pop or you know mm-hmm. like I can get a lot of the stuff that's sold at REI. I can get it on Amazon. If I get two days free shipping and all that stuff, why wouldn't I just You're use Amazon? Saving money on the top too, right? So it just it makes sense if you control the supply funnel, right? Then and you're just an application that ties into all these different suppliers. You could in turn work with all of the mom and pop vendors same way that Amazon does. Now all of a sudden you've just invented a brand new version of Amazon under the guise of this is for gift buying. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. I like it. All right, perfect. Well, uh, I'll end it on that one. That was a thumbs up, you said? Uh, yeah, you, you knocked it out of the park. All right, cool. Well, uh, we'll touch base on another one in a second. Nice. Last week, I saw a film. As I recall, it was a horror film. Walked outside into the rain. Checked my phone and saw you rang. And I jizzed in my past. Speeding down the street when the red lights flash. Need to get away, need to make a dash. A song comes on that reminds me of you. And I jizz in my pants. Next day, my alarm goes off and I jizz in my pants. Open my window and a breeze rolls in and I jizz in my pants. When Bruce Willis was dead at the end of Sixth Sense, I jizzed in my pants. I just ate a grape and I jizzed in my pants. I went to the okay. Seriously, you guys, can we? La la la, la la la. Here we go. Okay. Whatever you're ready. Um, well, I'm ready. Okay. Um, it, I, I'm just coming across a news topic that got me thinking a little bit and wanted to get your thoughts on it. Killed by Pirates is good. Well, that one's uh, maybe next week. <laughs> Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> Killed by Pirates is good. <laughs> Donnie, please. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, we talked a little bit uh, on one of our other podcasts about you know whose responsibility is it you know, to make decisions for a child who isn't old enough to make decisions for himself or herself. Right, right. And this this uh, this article came out uh, about a a daughter who found out after her mother passed by reading her mother's diary that she decided not to uh, tell her daughter that she got accepted to this this month long full all expense paid to any college she wanted in France for a month for studying. She won a competition for speaking French like super fluently and they contact they wrote How can you how can you go from just being fluent to being super fluent? Super fluent. Wouldn't that just be well, first su- language fluent? Su- super fluent is the fact that this girl came from California and to the judges she had a native sound okay. right she sounded native to the she language could pass Absolutely. as a native and they thought that, that that that's huge for future opportunities and things like that and well the company or the, the people who were giving out the scholarship wrote a letter to this girl and, and her mom addressed both of them saying you know she got accepted we'll pay for any college that she wants to go to for the month that she's out here all expenses paid yada yada and the mother wrote back oh no i could not imagine le- having my daughter leave me for a month, no, no, she's good with uh, with cosmetology and hair. She's gonna study Ooh. here and yada yada. She's like, ouch. And in <laughs> and the and the daughter read in the diary. Her mother said, "I have to hide this from the daughter's name was Celeste. I have to hide this from Celeste. I know it's wrong. I can't. I would much rather her do. I can't live without her. You know, weaves for the rest of her life right. <laughs> and extensions, as opposed to potentially becoming like a translator or right. something bigger." 
Yeah, these people are like, you know, she could go on to working for the State Department or anywhere that, you know, anyway. So... Uh, Rosetta Stone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the girl... So the mother apparently left her estate to uh, some uh, to a fundraiser or, or, or charity. It's worth about $500,000. So she's suing the estate. This girl wants to know if there's any way she could, you know, reclaim some of her losses for not having the decision to, to make that decision and go against the, the uh, against the estate what would be going i mean it would basically be if it, it is she listed as a beneficiary I, of the estate i don't think so it doesn't say that well no. her mom was a real prick then right <laughs> I mean, like not only did i just screw up your your potential trajectory but uh you're not in the will be you're right. not gonna make it uh yeah that absolutely well it depends was a decision made when she was a minor she was in high school was she a minor? So she was. Pro- she was a minor. Oh, it says that the, the letter read August first on her birth. The day she turned eighteen was when the letter was dated for the scholarship. So it was post dated uh, for the actual day where she she had every right to make the decision for herself. Right. And yeah, so it, it, her mom, if she left her or it, whatever her mom left. Right. Whether it's in a, a trust or an estate, those are if she has any. If her her mother's estate, that which is holding her estate, uh, has access to those to those assets, um, not only could she sue the estate for, um, you know, da- damages and you know mm-hmm. whatever future future potential earnings against it, that decision, which was not hers, because that's the argument that you're making. I'm an adult, and and you that would also be considered male tampering. At that point, <laughs> um, <laughs> right, which is a federal crime. So yeah, she absolutely would be entitled to, given that she was an adult uh, during the time when that decision could be made, um, legal guardian status or not. Once you're 18, you have the right to vote, and you have the right to represent yourself in court, and you have the right to do all these things. So yeah, she's a uh, her mom. Good thing she didn't live to see it because she would yeah. would have that would have torn the family apart. What, what a horrible thing to read! I after, imagine after. the estate would probably, you know, if they're philanthropic in nature. I don't imagine a, you know, oh, we handle an estate of five hundred thousand dollars and we're just going to give all of that away instead of you know. Right. It, that was probably set up for her anyway. It went up to an animal shelter and the grandchildren. That's how that five hundred thousand estate. Oh, she just didn't like her kid. Maybe. It says that they had a good relationship. So anyway, she did get some advice from lawyers. And like, look, you can approach the estate, tell them your situation. And more than likely, they may just you know, agree that you're owed something. Oh, they'll something. say would definitely settle. Right. That you're owed something. Because if she, if she took it to trial, then, I mean, granted, I don't know if she has kids now, you know, and it goes to grandkids. Right. Um, but I, I definitely think she feels like she's owed a little bit of that philanthropy money that goes to the Humane Society or the dog shelter. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, like, hey, yeah, screw you, dog shelter. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little bit more important. So, yeah, that there's – she wouldn't want to screw her own, um, you know, her own, her own offspring out of their potential inheritance if, you know, there's that. But right. I'm de- I would definitely be like, yeah, okay, look, set, set, let's settle up on this. Let's do a, you know – what is what was that worth? What was that all expenses paid deal worth? And what was the job opportunities that potentially could have come out of it with, you know, starting salary plus five five years? Right. You know, that's what I would probably need just to get back to any kind of starting point in that industry. 
because having that scholarship for me would have been a uh, a real notch on the belt in terms of my resume and and building my career around that. So yeah, that that's a that's a big one. That's a crazy situation. I mean, I can't imagine how many times something like that has happened and no one's ever really found out. You know, I mean, it probably happens way more often than we think. I mean, not many parents want their want their child to not have the opportunities, but then there are a lot of other parents that we probably don't know that have that fear of being abandoned by their children or wanting to keep them around. I mean, those articles came out recently. They all about... all parents trust. As a parent, I can tell you the last thing that I w- I am looking forward to hearing is you know, you know one of my kids coming to me when they turn eighteen and being like. Eh, I'm not going to college. Uh, yeah, oh. I'm, I'm moving to Canada to grow pot. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I got this girl pregnant. Right. Uh, you know, like, and, and I'm just waiting for the. You know, and I, I'm one of those people. You're one of those people. We 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 moved away. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but yeah. my, my parents, they were kind of eager. They were the kind of parents that were like, you know, what? it's 18. You got we did we did Do right by thing. you. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't stick around. If you love it, set it free. Yeah. If it loves you, it'll come back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah, I'm about that. And and you know, you and I do our best to 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 visit. It's not like we just completely disappeared. There's a lot of kids out there, I think that that move away, uh, and then they they honestly, you know, the next time they see their parents is you know they, once every four years, maybe they get drawn into a a funeral or maybe a holiday they want to, they don't really want to go to. But I mean, it's by choice. It's like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm creating this distance for a reason. Right. That that. <laughs> Uh, is definitely one of those reasons why you would want to hide a letter from your no i mean that that, that's one of those things that that ruins if you ever hope to have Mm -hmm. you know that's a line drawn drawn in the in the sand saying you know okay i put my own personal preferences above your life you know i what i want is more important than than what you want and it's your life i'm making the decision for you because it's my preference that's when that kid's not coming back for Christmas. Right. No. <laughs> no. No interest in just dealing with that kind of... When he gets in a relationship, he's like, yeah, mother isn't... Uh... I'll be doing everything differently. Yeah. <laughs> when we have children. Every single thing differently. Kid, I wore diapers. This kid, we will wash his pants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to go down that road. Um, yeah, no, no. I, I, I feel for that, that person because I'm... You know, I, I, as you say... Even even though we probably are on the on the lower end of the spectrum in terms of our parents, like yeah, I, I do remember growing up there a lot of times and having having conversations with my parents now. Um, my mom was much more of a decision maker with those things than I was, and if she decided that I was going to be doing something, damned if I wasn't going to be doing that, you know. Yeah. Like you're gonna you may like it, you may hate hate it, but you're gonna have to try it. Um, mm-hmm. and because everybody. Because it's so prestigious for you to go to this school, that that's where I'm deciding that you're gonna go. And because, um, did you get that? Growing oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I, uh, I I would have. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I don't know if I've ever. I, I do better as a bigger fish in a small pond, or you know, uh, being a big big fish in a big pond is always one of those things where you you're constantly in competition so you don't mm-hmm. really know careful what you wish for in a situation like that you get there and well you're just competing with everyone around you mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and i i guess where i always did well was when 
I was, I knew my, you know, I knew who my competition was and then I just worked my way up from my competition, but it had to be something that I was interested in. If you're competing against everybody in something that interests you very little, then why are you, you want you question why you're even competing, right? You know, well, what, what's the point of all this? If well, I'm trying thing, to be the right. top of the, you know, hey, top of the dipshits, me, you know. So well, I, at some point you got to differentiate differentiate between what your parents wanted for you and what's important to them, and what is important to you, and what you want. Obviously, they instilled some sort of drive and competitive spirit in you, but you had to ultimately land on what you actually liked and where you wanted to put your energy. Right? Yeah. And that was part of it. You too. I mean, oh, I, sure. I look at you, you're just kind of like, um, very creative in the way that you approach things. So, you know, if your parents tried to be like, Oh, you're, you're going to be a football player, right. <laughs> just like your old man, or you're going to yeah. be a cop or, yeah. you know, dad was a cop. Granddad was a cop. You're going to be a cop. And you're like, but I want to dance, you know, yeah. like, so <laughs> you don't, <laughs> it's not like you have a choice, I guess, when you're a little bit younger, if they're kind of forcing you know. But that that leads to, I mean, there are a lot of guys that I knew, kind of growing up, um, where you know their parents were very, like, this is what you're going to be and this is what you're going to do, and mm-hmm. and they went a little off the rails. You know, those are the guys who you hear about like failing out of college, not because they weren't the valedictorian or something, yeah. you know, not because they were the smartest guy in our class or whatever, but they they just kind of were like their first taste of freedom in there out yeah, they're like they're i'm like, gonna go and i'm gonna find i have free will no one ever told me that I, what are you kidding i don't have to go to class up you know right. I, I breeze through i breeze through everything so right. everything comes easy to me because i'm you know i, I was i had to learn how to make it come easy to me you know yeah like it's what gave me all my gifts and my talents was all this the constant repetitiveness and drive that my parents had for me to do this and now that i can do anything that i want is it a priority no i'd rather go play ultimate frisbee and get high you know (laughs) so yeah Yeah. for me i just had to change um and i think i i imagine we both left because we wanted to try something that we were more more kind of suited for Mm -hmm. now that we, we didn't have skills in other arenas um but if you had stayed home or you know where you grew up or i had stayed uh it, it it there wasn't to me there wasn't a lot of room for me to happily thrive like i could have grown i could have been oh, sure i could have been like w- what i consider pretty much every you know 90 percent of the dudes that i went to uh grew up with going to school like either walked right into a vice president position at their dad's company oh and, yeah um, or are working for another a friend of a friend's uh, company and, and uh, you know, working their way up because maybe the, the son of that kid decided he wanted to move on and do something else. Right. Um, so there's all these little gaps. You know, it's, it's as I say, that's your pond, <laughs> and that's your, you, you know everybody, and everybody kind of, once you get to a certain point, everybody's scratching each other's backs and, you know, it's it's the passing of the torch and whatever. But, I mean, the the nepotism is... is um, Wow, I mean, buttery, yeah, very thick. Yeah, there's a there's. It's very hard to work in a position. I would imagine uh, in a field that you kind of studied and got your master's for, while the, you know the other guy was studying the son of whoever it is that you end up working for, the company you end up working for. He, his son is studying television, you know, or something something like that. You know, <laughs> right. women, women's studies, and. Uh, you know, decides after he can't get a job doing that that he wants to work for his dad, and you, you've been there for 
However, you've been trying to groom yourself to move into a position, and now all of a sudden this guy's your boss. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, I don't know, fuck that guy. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. We are friends, but fuck that guy. Just come in and just take over yeah. without having to do all the hard work and stuff. So I just uh, I felt it necessary to just kind of remove myself from any situation like that. And I, I imagine you kind of felt the same thing. Yeah, well, it's, it was real different. There wasn't a whole lot of a competition instilled in me when I was little. My they, I think they put most of their effort into my older sister and like really got on her path of like, a career but I, you know i was always sort of a c and my sister was always sort of an a student you know so it's kind of one of those things where my mom was like you know if you're not interested in anything or really good at anything by the end of college we're just going to go ahead and send you to the military they really were just ready that once the kids were 18 they were both out of the house <laughs> nice no. but, but what's even more funny about that is i went to college and i was struggling my parents came to visit and i always laugh and i love my dad god rest his soul he meant the best by this but my buddy and i got the biggest laugh out of it being like the worst parent advice ever like, i was there and you know, i was kind of struggling a little bit my dad was like you know what never play cards with a guy who's got the same last name as the city yeah because <laughs> <laughs> johnny vegas will clean you out there it is <laughs> billy reno billy reno <laughs> <laughs> he says to me he's like you know what if college isn't right for you that's okay it wasn't right for me either you know we'll figure something out and to me it was like you know what if it, if you if you feel like you're gonna fail then it's okay go ahead and fail it's uh it's not a problem <laughs> it was not encouraging at all failure is a stepping stone to success as far as i'm concerned oh that's true too absolutely you know i could tell you 999,999 ways not to make a light bulb in so many different ways and then that's gonna get you a lot closer to making making that light bulb yeah well perpetual motion energy yeah that's not uh, that's a pipe dream really yeah stop stop (laughs) stop fueling the fire right failure uh and so if there's a message we would like to give uh parents out there you know let let your little tree grow let them grow let them grow give them all the opportunity they can they can find but in all honesty like do you find when you go back and you're mixing it i mean i i don't think i've ever heard you come back after being you know visiting or on holiday or whatever coming back and saying i was hanging out with all my buddies from high school (laughs) like i don't think i've ever heard you say that (laughs) it doesn't happen and i've only got like out of all the guys that i went to high school with um yeah i mean like i imagine there'd be some like polite conversation if we ran into one another or whatever but there's only like i would say three three dudes that you still talk to I, from st- I talk i'll i'll shout them you know i'll shout them on the phone be like every three or four months just be like how you doing man i've been thinking about you that kind of thing mm-hmm. um i'm the same way and everybody kind of moved in their own way and it did their own thing but that was what made our friendship work was that the, we we were all so unique as people and we and learning so much back then yeah so. but we let each other we let each other have those things you right. know what i mean like one guy was really like analytical and uh not not that i'm you know i'm not or the other guys weren't but this right. guy was just like kind of like that cut above dude where you could just tell that he was going to move into a field where he was going to be a lawyer or a doctor or something like that and lo and behold you know, and then the next guy, obvious to anyone on the planet that he could literally sell anybody anything at any time. Like, he is just the most personable dude ever. Catch up popsicle to a lady Exactly. You could, he would look at you cross-eyed if you asked him any questions related to, you know, 
physics or science or like anything. I mean, he's just a church going dude with a great personality that you want to be in business with, you know, does he know how to make his product? No, has no idea, but he knows he believes in it Mm -hmm. and he knows. And if he doesn't, you'll believe that. Yeah, you believe exactly. And then the other guy is, is, is what, you know, was one of those cats that you're so, he's so super hard to read. Like you'd never know kind of what he's thinking he's super nice super personable uh quiet at times but but he was just one of those guys that you knew he was a rock he was one of those guys who was a rock like if you gave him a, a, if you expected a job to be done or you needed him to do something he's like i can figure that out and i'll do it and yeah i'm good like you can you can you could he was a go-to the guy you could always count on he'd be the one you'd call and be like I'm in jail. You'd know he'd pick up the phone and he'd do what he could to help you out. The other guys would probably be like, yeah, dude, I've got family. Uh, or no, I've got tickets to go see the football game tonight. Sorry, you're kind of on your own. The other dude's like, yeah, you can count on me. I, I'm that guy. I'll be there. Um, my role was always really weird because uh, I could never pin, any, pin myself down in anything. My, I'm so ADD about everything. Right. I'm like, they're like, well, he's an idea guy. Yeah. <laughs> like He just comes up with stuff and just does it but we love it he's a free spirit yeah just out there doing it you know so i i typically mesh pretty well with people like that because all the alphas all the guys that i knew that were like oh they had to be like the the king everywhere they went they had to be the show they were the guy they were the yeah uh yeah i I did tons of checks or you know Mm -hmm. i've got a new i I got a new nickname i want you to call me by or you know that kind of thing i was just i was always kind of like whoa yeah that works for you yeah that works for you but uh that's that's i don't i don't feel like you and i could ever have a a relationship of uh of any of any real substance yeah (laughs) because i don't think you actually know anything (laughs) i I think all the conversations we would have would be relatively shallow in nature and you know you just know know. the type yeah Yeah, that's just you know that there's like this this is how far it's gonna go there's a veil that's like their representative but behind that it's just multiple layers of self-serving motivation mm-hmm. like they're just constant every every word that comes out of their mouth is just like where is an angle i can play for my benefit right without having actually having to how much energy can i extract from this without putting any in and i'm just yeah I, yeah not compatible yeah but there are parents like that too <laughs> that's where they come from that is <laughs> so yeah yeah, you know, we always have. There's always that question, like, yeah, you know, I always ask my mom, like, do we? When I was, you always get forced as a parent to hang out with the parents of your kids, and that's all. Some of my, the, you know, my my parents' best friends in life were all because they, we all went to school with these people. But, mm-hmm. um, like, were there any? Were there any just true, like, through and through, blood to bone, just assholes <laughs> that you had to hang? And of course, <laughs> of course, of course, there are. Yeah. And when you start hearing those names, you're just kind of like, well, that makes a lot of sense. Right. That really, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> you want to call them, I'll be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, guess what? My mom says your parents are assholes. And I, I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> My God. All right. Good yeah. topic, man. All right. All right. Okay. I just ride in
is in my pants.